Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck it. Welcome to an all new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. It's Corey Richmond, joined by Jason Brooks. Jason, it's finally here. The rumors hopefully are true, or we're going to have a riot in Chicago on Friday. Uh, Jay, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Looking forward to talking. Uh, what is one of the bigger, biggest week in wrestling this year? Uh, pretty much coming up. So, yeah, uh, excited to talk with you about it. Absolutely. Um, we're, we're coming on right after a good episode of uh, AEW Dynamite. But that's kind of on the back burner because of all the exciting things that are going to be happening. We've got SummerSlam this weekend. We've got maybe the last good takeover coming up. We've got AW Rampage with the hopefully debut of CM Punk. Um, we had a great New Japan show this past weekend in the U.S. where stuff uh, crossed the pond. Oh, that's, that's England, but stuff in uh, New Japan is kind of going crazy with their world champion having COVID in uh, Shingo Takagi. I mean, it's a crazy, crazy world, but uh, Jay, let's let's start off with the big thing that everyone hopefully will be talking about on Saturday, CM Punk. Now, a lot of people have got a lot of different directions with this. How do you debut him? How, who should his first feud be? But what do you think, what would you do with CM Punk on Friday? Do you just have him, the music play and him come out and, you know, do a promo or point at Darby Allen? Do you... Have him get physical. I mean, what would you do if you're AEW with guy who hasn't been in the ring in seven and a half years? Well, I certainly wouldn't have him get physical. He doesn't need to. I wouldn't have him do some WWE. I'm bitter about the WWE thing. I don't think he needs to do that. Um, I think he should talk about being away from wrestling and missing it and loving it. And that he wanted to come back because of what's happening. You know, I I think the Forbidden Door stuff, we talked about how that's influencing Daniel Bryan, but I also think that's influencing Punk as well. And, you know, I, you know, maybe honestly talk about that. Um, I don't even know if he should have a match at all out. Really? I, I it's it's a, it's two weeks away, right? Um, what kind of build is there gonna be? I just have him doing a special appearance. Um, I don't know. I just think it's really soon for him to be on on a pay-per-view. I mean, it's fine. And apparently he's been training and things like that. I just think like maybe it's a little bit too soon. And also like you don't have to have him wrestle. Maybe all out is where he makes an appearance and he comes out and he gives someone to go to sleep. And uh, that establishes a, a long-term feud. Uh, for the most part, they don't do feuds that are like a couple weeks or a month. Usually they take their time. So that's what I would like to see. But listen, it, it I think it's going to be whatever Punk wants it to be. I'm sure he has complete creative control over his character. And he's able to do whatever he wants to do. So whatever idea this is going to be, it's going to be from some combination of CM Punk Tony Khan, and if it's Darby Allen, he's feuding with or whatever. So uh, I think it should be good. It should be fun. 
um i won't be watching it live so i'll I'll, i'm sure it'll be ruined for me at some point but i'm very excited to see how 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 things turn out i mean i think it's gonna be super interesting on how they did i mean if you're if you're tnt and you're coming right off the smackdown i think the first thing you hear is you know his music he starts off the show because if you're going to be not actually saying he's there but for the average audience teasing for an hour for him to show up for the last 30 seconds. I think the best idea is for him, for him to start off the show to get that crowd super hot. I mean, Scott crowd's always super hot, but I mean, I would, you know, either have him come out or I would almost play off what just happened at the end of the show tonight. MJF comes out being the cocky guy who says, I'm the best in the world. And you have CM Punk interview, you know, basically interrupt him. And maybe you don't have to have the two of them face each other at all out, but you're starting to be a long-term feud of the cocky young guy. You know, maybe you do that. I mean, it almost feels too obvious with everything that's going on. Maybe not too obvious isn't bad, but Darby Allen almost feels like somebody who would be an ally in both being straight edge and everything else. Yeah, well, it doesn't have to be a feud of hate either. It doesn't have to be a, oh, I hate this guy. It could be a feud of uh, mutual respect. It could be a feud of, you know, a bunch, a number of other things, right? I agree with you. I think you start off the show with, with him i don't think you dick around you only have an hour anyway you start off the show with them and then that gets everyone kind of rolling because everyone's going to be distracted the whole show so you got to start the show off with him um very interesting it sounds like they're, they're still tickets are still on sale now the united center is a big arena so this is not a you know kind of a small arena so i'll be interested to see how they do with the selling of tickets and how the I mean, the crowd's gonna gonna love it, um, but yeah, I think you still have to you still have to show with him. Give him ten minutes, give him five minutes, have him cut a really long promo, um, you know, and then see see where it goes. I just don't want it to be a I hate the WWE. They oh, wrong yeah. me. I don't want it to be one of those. So I also, um, I also don't want it to be. Hey, uh, please watch heels on Sunday nights. Uh, you know, stars for five. No, minutes. I don't. I don't. I that that come on. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's going to say, watch my show that I'm on, but that's, that's whatever. I, I, I just, I'm talking more about the overall tenor of the show of the pay-per-view or of the promo, I should say. So yeah, we'll see. I think it's going to be very exciting to, to see what happens. And you know, and, and it's not a bad show lineup they have around it. I mean, they've got private party versus jungle boy and Luchasaurus and one of the qualifying matches for the steel cage. Corey, Corey, nobody cares. I, they care about one guy who's coming out and that's CM Punk. That's what, that's what we care. Yeah. I mean, of course they're going to have good, you know, they, every week they have good matches. You know, they're not, there's no throwaways. Of course they're going to have a good match. Obviously uh, our girl Kiara Hogan is, is, is one that I really want to see, but no, of course it's going to be a good show, but this is, I mean, this is, we're not previewing uh, rampage. I mean, we're previewing, oh, we're previewing just CM Punk coming out and, and, you know, what that's going to look like. But, you know, last week's show was a very good start to, to Rampage. Tony Khan promised that it was going to be a, basically an hour of Dynamite. Basically, it was going to be similar to Dynamite, but an hour. And I and, and, you know, it, was a, and it was a very good show. So I think this is what we're going to see from Rampage moving on. And also what you're seeing is they have a lot of guys. <laughs> they have a lot of guys, right? So they need to continue to... um you know, have them shine. And, and so, yeah, we'll see. Should be fun. 
I agree. And like I said, I think AEW is doing everything right now, and they still have that extra uh, bullet in the chamber in a month and a half or so when it comes to uh, Brian Danielson, who we're getting kind of into our next topic today with the uh, New Japan Resurgence show. Guy who showed up, Will Ospreay, who's uh, one of the guys that Daniel Bryan says he really wants to work with, is now in the USA. I mean, they've got – I don't know how many people – you know, are going to wind if Jay White and all these people are going to wind up in AEW at some point. I mean, it seems pretty obvious that's where they'll go. But, you know, I thought this uh, resurgence show was a really good show for uh, New Japan with a lot of interesting things. Yeah, I thought I thought resurgence was a terrific show. Uh, the Moose yeah, Ishii match was great. Uh, Ishii is, you know, and I've said, I said, this text, I, he's the most, he's the most underrated. Yeah, absolutely. The most underrated the greatest wrestler that nobody consistently, that no one really talks about in the world. I, he's just, his match quality is just, just tremendous. Um, the Will Ospreay stuff was great. You know, he essentially said, I'm going to be in the United States. I'm going to be on strong. He set up a bunch of different feuds essentially with one promo. Um, he talked about Shingo going against him. He, you know, buried the strong, you know, New Japan strong talent and says he wants to beat all them up. Talked about the forbidden door. And I think we don't need to go over resurgence like every match. That's not the point. But I think, Corey, what it showed you, you had guys from Impact on there. You had AEW guys in there. You had New Japan guys on there. Um, And I think it was just such a, like a cool event. There were issues with production, stuff like that. But I just mean the intersection of all these different companies coming together. Uh, it was just fantastic. It was a fantastic show. And if this is what wrestling is going to be, which I think this is what we're going to get, you know, different guys from different companies on different, you know, um, on different shows, we might be seeing officially now that crowds are allowed back in, um, I think we're officially seeing the golden age of, of, of wrestling. Um, you know, what is it? Every 20 years, basically we've been getting it right. Or every, usually every 10 years, but it's been a little bit of time. Right. So um, maybe you could say 10 years ago was the CM Punk era or whatever, but I think now we're really getting it. And I'm very excited to see where, where all this goes, but yeah, we've got some tremendous shows coming up for sure. Absolutely. And just quickly before we move on, I was impressed by the crowd. I mean, I don't know how many people actually were at this show, but I was impressed by the interaction with the crowd. I was, I was impressed on how much they actually un- the knew the, like kind of knew the product. I mean, of course they knew the stars like the Jay Whites, but you know, when G.O.D. came in, they got a good pop. The well, good- they're Bullet Club. Of course they're going to know who they are. I mean, they, they, they had an appreciation for kind of, I mean, these are the marks, Corey. LA is a great wrestling city. So I mean, it, it's the it's the it's gonna be the marks. I think the issue was the you know they had a private party in the stadium, so the the microphone there were production issues. But yeah, the crowd was the crowd was great. They popped for the big guys. Um, the the Ishi mat they appreciated Ishi. Um, they gave the you know the New Japan strong guys a lot of respect. But yeah, it was a great. I mean, it's a smart crowd. So yeah, it was a great crowd. It's one of those things where outdoors sometimes is hard, but um, I think they, the crowd was great. It was a great show. I agree. And, you know, the stars look like stars. I mean, I know it's a silly way to put this, but the guys who look like stars came off as stars. 
Tanahashi, you know, is still one of the, uh, even at 44, knows how to get a crowd to care. And the only bad thing that kind of came out, the news that came out afterwards about this, I think most people thought that Tanahashi would be facing, you know, John Moxley at the All Out. But what came out, you know, basically, I don't know if you guys have to see this or not, but late last night for the Grand Slam shows in Tokyo on September 4th, it's going to be Ibushi versus Tanahashi for the uh, the U.S. Uh, the U.S. title. So basically, I don't know how long he's going to be there for, but uh, Tanahashi, Tanahashi got the title back to New Japan. He's going home. So I mean, it's going to be interesting where John Moxley will talk about that in the weeks to come. But I thought Tanahashi was going to be here for a while and doing more stuff. But he put on his, you know, I think it was on his Twitter that on my bet, you know, two weeks of isolation, you know, going home. So. Yeah. Well, they might they might be saving it. Well, we also have to remember, Corey, uh, New Japan's going to have a bunch of shows coming up. They yes. announced how many shows did they announced that they're going to have, right? So I would assume Tanahashi will be back in that'll main event one of their one of their U- U.S. shows. So um, I think that's a thing where you know the they featured the I you know IWGP U.S. title in a lot of AEW matches. Now it's like okay. Now we're going to bring it back to us so we can feature it in the U.S. So I think that's ultimately where they're going with it. And we'll see, like I said, maybe Tanahashi will come back in full gear or somewhere down the line. Maybe we'll get the Tanahashi, John Moxley, or some of these other matches. But like we said, you know, we've, we've got Jay White and Will Ospreay, who both mentioned, you know, AEW either directly or indirectly in their promos. And it looks like they're ready to go. And, I mean, we're definitely going to see, you know, Bullet Club versus Elite in some federations. I mean, we're going to have a lot of interesting things coming down the pike when it comes to new Japan for wrestling and the Western world as we continue. But uh, Jay, this forbidden door, which we continue to talk about week after week, just gets more and more interesting. I, I know I said this a moment ago, but many people have said the reason why Daniel Bryan signed with, or supposedly unofficially, Signed with AEW is because he wanted to work with New Japan and all these different talent. And we're seeing like a person like Akira Hogan, who just left Impact, is getting a chance now. And she's been, she hasn't won yet, but she's, you know, been on TV. We're going to get a lot of more things. I mean, you just saw that John Moxley uh, went and got the official trademark for um, the Switchblade Apocalypse, which was all tag team him and Sammy, Call- uh, Sammy Callahan had used on the indies and I dare even booked on a show together, I think in another month. So all of these things are slowly coming together. I mean, you may have some people who think that it's just, you know, a way for the elite to go and be on both AW and um, new Japan, all these things, but it really looks like it's going to be something that everyone can work with. Yeah, no, I agree. 100%. I think, um, you know, you can say AW is like the head of the pyramid, you know, they're the top of the pyramid because they've kind of been the ones to start start this and they're on national TV every week. Uh, but it seems like they've done, they've been sharing. This isn't a uh, WWE monopoly type of situation. And I think that's helpful for the workers. I think that's helpful for the promotions. And I think that's why, I mean, Corey, we have all these promotions working together. Have you heard anything about infighting or anything about controversies? Only for I mean, the- heard was the very beginning was when uh, Sammy Guevara went over to yeah and that got squashed that was squashed after no time right so we haven't heard any like really big situation and I think that shows you 
what, you know, I'm going to give Tony Khan credit, but I'm also going to give the guys at Impact credit. You know, I'm going to give AAA credit. You know, the fact that they've all realized, hey, we need to work together. Um, there's a lot of people who want wrestling and we can make this work and make this cool. And I, and I, I think that's one thing that I, I think is happening. I think they're making wrestling, I don't want to say making it cool again, because I'm 42 and I don't necessarily know what's cool. Um, but I will say they're making it interesting again. They're really making it interesting. And I think there's a chance they could really bring in, and I know we've talked about this uh, last week, there's really a chance they can bring in viewers that have felt like, ugh, wrestling sucks. I think there's a chance they could bring people in. And we'll see, you know, what, what they do with these ratings and things like that. But I, at core, I feel like we're on the start of something big. I really do. Um, and, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Well, speaking of something that big that happened with Souls Forbidden Door was something that we spoke about on our last episode. I'm not sure how it might go. And I kind of had a better idea after looking to see, you know, what the, uh, the impact um, taping schedule was. But we had the uh, crowning of a new Impact champion. Now, usually when it comes to Impact, we don't talk very heavily on it because, you know, it is like a fourth brand at this point. But we had Christian Cage winning the title. And it's going to be interesting. And he's also, you know, we spoke about he's the number one contender for All Out. But what's your thoughts on this big, big thing happening on Rampage with the title change? And where do you think they go? Do you think that Christian's a transitional champion? And the, this the whole idea was, that, you know, that Omega wasn't going to lose to an impact guy. I mean, wh where do you stand on Christian winning? And I guess the other end is Omega finally losing. Yeah. So they didn't make too big a deal, big deal out of it. I'm um, on AEW dynamite. Again, it's one of those things they have so much going on. Um, I think, you know, one thing we know, right. Omega defended the uh, AAA title on Saturday. The Impact tapings, I believe, were Saturday, right? Part of them, yeah. Went so a little bit of a conflict of when Omega could be there and when he couldn't. Make sense to give Christian the title, change things up. You know, does it does it does it not maybe seem so great for Impact that none of their guys could beat Omega, but Christian does in his first time? You know, you could say that that doesn't, you know, that's not great for the impact guys. Um, you know, and we'll see if I'm, I, I'm sure one of the impact guys moves or somebody beats Christian at some point. Um, but it's bring, it's bringing, bringing notoriety to impact. Right. So um, I think unfortunately Adam page, well, not unfortunately Adam page. It's great. He's having a kid and it looks like that's the reason why he, he's not at all out um, going for the title. And so they have to make Christian look legitimate. And so get, giving him that win obviously puts him in a place where it's like, oh, well, maybe he can beat him. So um, it was a good match. Uh, I'll be very I, – I, I think Omega's definitely going to win. I, I, I think there's no way Omega loses. Uh, and maybe that's where we get CM Punk, right? Um, that, you know, that, that's, where, that's where they decide to bring him out. So, so we'll see. Um, Omega has not lost in a long time and they didn't really talk about it so much on, uh, on dynamite. Um, I thought they would make a big deal out of it. I was wait waiting for them to make a bigger deal out of it, but they really didn't. So 
um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Christian and the title and uh, how that all works itself out. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if a guy like a, an Ace Austin or, you know, our big three there, Trey Miguel, or the newest member of the Bullet Club, you know, Chris Bay, maybe he's the guy to defeat Christian somewhere down the line. It'll be interesting. Or maybe a Josh Alexander. It'll be interesting where that follows, and we'll continue to look at that. But the other big thing that happened this weekend was Triple Mania, and you had the big title match between uh, Kenny Omega and uh, Idolo. So, I mean, a lot of things have come out since then on that. Idolo was supposed to win the title initially, and then Tony Khan went and said that, you know, he didn't want their Kenny Omega basically losing two straight nights or two straight matches. More has come out that, you know, that, you know, Kenny Omega, once he found out that Ric Flair was there, he actually still wanted to lose the title. I mean, it's been interesting stuff, but quickly, I guess the quick way of saying this is what'd you think of that match? And what'd you think of Ric Flair doing his first appearance? And do you think uh, AEW is uh, very soon happening to him? I mean, Ric Flair apparently paid for his own flight down and worked for free. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I think that that was interesting. I think Charlotte was there too. She was, yeah. Uh, Cause she wasn't at the house show in Charlotte that promoted her as a main event uh, as Brian Alvarez talked about this week. Yeah. I thought, I thought the match was fine. I thought it was a good match. Um, I have very high expectations for Andrade matches. Um, and, you know, and Omega as well. And, you know, they did the interference and they had to get flair in there or whatever. So um, I thought the match was oh, was good. I, I didn't think it was great. But I thought it was a I thought it was a good match. Um, would have liked to have seen Andrade win. I thought that probably made the most sense. But you know, I don't know a lot about the AAA product, so I I, I can't speak um, so strongly about it. But thought it was a good match, and you know, we'll see we'll see what they do. Um, interesting AAA, the main event of Triple Mania is two outsiders fighting for the title. Right. I thought that that was that was interesting because Andrade, had, you know, Andrade hasn't been there for a while and he's only going to be a part timer if he is there. So two part timers, let's put it this way, fighting for the title. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like it is interesting on what AAA feels is most important on the popularity and the name value of Kenny Omega. And like I said, it was the initial idea for uh, Andrade to to win the title, maybe he'll win the title down the line. We'll see, see how that goes. Um, I would say quickly, um, this is our, our specialty by any stretch when it comes to uh, AAA and Mexican wrestling, but if anybody was going to go out of their way to watch one match on the show, I would say it was a three-way uh, match for the tag team titles with the, uh, with the Lucha Brothers. I thought that was an incredibly well-done you know, match for the show, and you know, just that alone i think is worth you know trying to find it if you can on you know twitch or wherever else in america you can, you can find find it but uh jay you know more of our the regular fans of mainstream wrestling are most likely waiting to hear our thoughts about the biggest show of the summer supposedly at SummerSlam this saturday show is going to be you know a pretty short show because basically they've been told they've got to be done by 11 o'clock eastern so all the all the people there can go run over and see the pacquiao's fight which, you know, more people, I'm sure, in Vegas care about. But uh, I'm going to let you know right at the top. There is basically two matches on this show that I truly care about. And the rest, I'm hoping, is good because, you know, most shows, when it comes to in-ring, are solid. But, Jay, what's your thoughts? Do you care about anything on the show? Like I said, I'm not trying to be Mr. Negative WWE here, but John Cena, the John Cena match and the Edge match are the two matches that I 
I care about. Nothing on Raw I care about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, the the women's uh, SmackDown title match I think is the match that I care about the most because I want to see if they, I want to see if they, I want to see if they have Sasha win the match. I I want to see if Sasha kind of gets her comeuppance and then they do a kind of a third match in 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 the the you know the trilogy. So or if Bianca just wins and then we see run uh, uh, Becky Lynch come out or whatever. So I'm wondering what they do there. As far as the rest of the show, Corey, I like mostly agree. Um, I think the build for Cena and Reigns has been really good. I don't particularly want to see the match. And the one issue with the Cena and Reigns thing, and, and someone pointed this out on Twitter. I think Sean Ross said this. When Edge won against Reigns, it was like, well, why don't they have Edge win? And then Reigns just goes against Cena in just a you know one-on-one match with nothing at stake. Legend versus It's Legend. hard for me to, yeah, it's hard for me to take the idea that Cena's gonna win the title and then leave and then go to Hollywood. Like that doesn't make any doesn't make any sense to me. He's not gonna re- keep wrestling. So I think that's tough for me. Obviously, the Goldberg thing is ridiculous. He's it, it, it's ridiculous. Um, so that that's what you know doesn't even deserve you know deserve a mention. Um, they've spent most of Raw hyping up Matt Riddle and Randy Orton in a tag match. So I don't know. I think the build has left um, a lot to be desired. a lot to be desired. Other than really, Re- other than Reigns and Sasha feud, which I think they've done a decent job at. And so I mean, I don't know. That triple threat match with Nikki Ash or whatever, they, they, just, they just, one woman wins, another woman wins, another woman wins. This is 50-50 booking. I mean, if I, I'm not going to watch the show live. Um, I don't, I won't, yeah, I won't be watching the show live, so I'll have to watch it when I come home because uh, I'll be gone this weekend. But it's just not anything I'm very excited for, to be honest with you. And I don't want to be Mr. Negative WWE, either your AW or your your WWE. That's not the case. It's more of I'm just not that hyped for the for for what they're for some of the stuff that they're doing. I agree. I mean, like as an overall show, I think that on paper, when you know when it gets into the ring, I think the show will deliver. Like I said, most WWE shows are good, but you know, and part of the reason is that we spoke about this in the past on pre WrestleMania, but Raw is it's it, maybe it's not a dumpster maybe it's not the dumpster fire it has been, but when there's basically feels like there's twelve guys who wrestle every week, and every match is a basically 50-50 booking. You see the same match forty-seven times. It's hard to care, you know. I'm just sitting there going, Goldberg is nine years younger than you know than Sting, and I'd ra- at this point I'd rather watch Sting, you know. You know, uh, no sell, no sell a, a double table spot. You know, I mean, I, I mean, love, I mean, Sting is in just incredible shape for a man. Is I mean, he's incredible shape for any age. But he, the fact he could still wear that wear that spandex outfit and get away with it, like, God bless him. I think Corey, you know, to your point, Raw is just, it's a corny show. I think that's to me what what it is. And people may disagree. That's fine. Um, some people love Raw. I think it's a corny show. And I think when you look at AEW and they do some corny shit, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't feel like a corny show. 
And so I think that's a lot of it. Um, and beyond that, just the show will be good. I, no doubt about it. The show will be good. Cena will wrestle his ass off. It'll be a good dramatic match. There'll be a you know a bunch of false finishes. It'll be it'll be a good match. And Lashley will kill Goldberg, hopefully. Um, it'll be good. But I it just I, you know, I'm just not excited for it. I'm not excited for it. And like, you know, now you see the WWE's doing this thing where they want to do a takeoff of the, you know, field of dreams uh, baseball did uh, you know, whatever a week ago. And it was very successful, very successful, excuse me. And now Raw's looking into doing special events at different locations, apparently. That's all great, right? It's all great. Make your show better. Make the show better. Um, I'm surprised fans are not shitting on some of the stuff that they're seeing, but maybe they're just happy to be there. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I think SmackDown will be, or SummerSlam, I should say, will be a good show. I don't think it'll be anything that's going to be like, oh my god. Um, and you know, we'll kind of, we'll kind of see where they go, where they go after that when this draft is, NXT guys coming in, you know, things like that. And you just said a key word there, but just quickly, just want to in the in uh, the the Wrestling Life uh, group, uh, our social media guru, Jackie Endy, very truthful statement. Corey is a Sting, uh, Sting fanboy. He's my favorite wrestler growing up, so there's always will be a part of my part of me that will you know always give him a benefit of benefit of doubt. Uh, but keyword you said there was a draft. I believe the draft is going to be happening in you know the beginning of October, and we'll talk about that you know when it gets closer. But this product needs freshening up. You know, could uh, a guy like Seth Rollins be better on Raw? Could uh, Kofi Kingston maybe moving back to SmackDown or just people moving around make things fresher and more interesting. I mean, Roman Reigns is still the most interesting thing on either show, and he might be the most interesting in all all of wrestling right now, and it has been since basically his return, you know, post-leukemia uh, post or basically going to SmackDown. But, you know, I do think that the draft, and maybe it's just the last bit of hope, but I do think that something has to happen during that draft to make people care again. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. And we'll, we'll talk about the draft. That's an, that's a whole nother conversation, but uh, I, I don't see it. They've got to improve the shows. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I don't feel like I even have to ask this, but you know, I think this might be the lowest interest level we've had at SummerSlam in years, right? I mean, we've got the couple of big matches, but it's, it doesn't feel like, it almost feels like something that if you don't see on the night, you kind of could watch the next day, you know, feel like it's going to be that big of a deal because you're both title matches. You would, you would be shocked if either title changes. If, you know, RK bro wins the tag team titles, is that this huge thing that you can't miss? I mean, no. only thing that's maybe interesting is, and we haven't spoken about it, but edge versus Rollins, I think should be really good. And I think the promos have been solid and it appears that even though they missed house shows this weekend, both Sasha and Bianca are both clear to, as of this point, to work the pay-per-view. And I'm more interested in that one because of how good the match was at WrestleMania. I don't know if the build has been, the two or three week build has been great for the match, but I think it's more of the idea of, can they go and repeat the success they had at WrestleMania more than, you know, the No, I agree. I think the build's been okay for the time that they've had allotted. Um, uh, but I think that's exactly the, the thing. The results of the show 
are, in my opinion, pretty much a foregone conclusion other than Edge and Rollins and the women's title match. And to be honest with you, the Royals title match, they've done such a bad job with it. I almost don't care who wins that. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I just – and RK Bro is definitely going to win the SmackDown or the, the Raw titles. Um, yeah, I just think they've done such a poor job um, with some of these builds. And it's hard that their two main event – their two main event matches – are two part-timers like and i don't mean part-timers i mean real part-timers like part-time as hell it's hard it's really hard to be invested when you when you have that but that being said cena hasn't wrestled in a long time and it's a you know it's a big moment so um i still think the show is going to do well i think people are going to be into it um i think you know the ratings i think for smackdown with cena have been good and so, you know, we'll see what happens if they continue. They're calling it the summer of Cena. So I don't know if he's going to lose and then totally go away. Um, but, yeah, it should be a good show. Yeah. Uh, and the other show that weekend, and usually it's flopped, usually it's Saturday, NXT, Sunday, Raw. I'm sorry, not Sunday, Raw. Sunday, uh, SummerSlam, the, whatever, you, you know, your big match. I guess, what's your thoughts based on everything that's happened? And I know last week you were very, not miserable, but you were very down on the future of, of NXT. What's your thoughts, you know, having a little time to think about it and reflect with this card coming up on on Sunday? Are you interested in the card because it, it's so good on paper? Or is the doubt of the future of this brand still have you kind of like, all right, takeovers here, why should I care? Yeah, no, I mean, of course, it's it's takeover is a great show, and I think um, we're seeing like maybe the end of NXT. So yeah, I'm very interested to watch it to see how how it goes and to watch some really really good matches. So yeah, I'm, I'm very um, excited to watch the show um, and and see where things go. But you know, it's like watching the end of a, someone's career and they've had a great career. Right. And it's like, and I, I don't know if this stuff is going to happen, but I think the fact that, you know, uh, John Moore talked about some pro wrestling on that, the fact that Blake Christian and Carmelo Hayes isn't the, you know, the breakout tournament final and it's Odyssey Jones, who is very raw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where they're going. Like, that's what the type of guys, Josh Briggs, like, that's what we're going to see. So we'll see. That being said, I think this is going to be a fantastic, fantastic show. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. On paper, it's super, not even a solid show. I think it's a super great show on paper. And I think that all of these matches will should deliver. I mean, the way that some of the stuff has been booked over the last two weeks, it's a little head scratching. But, I mean, I'm really interested in pretty much everything on this show. I mean. Walter versus Dragunov was the best match most likely of last year or, you know, especially the best match nobody saw until, you know, like six months or, you know, six months later, I think the two of them will have a great match. I mean, I'm still, you know, scratching my head on how that's been booked over the last two weeks of him losing clean to, to Pete Dunne. And then all of a sudden beating your number one contender for the cruiserweight title and Roderick strong this week, clean. I mean, the booking on some of the stuff has just been a little bit odd, but, I do think that, you know, Joe versus um, the guy who occasionally wins on Monday Night Raw, I think will be will be fun. I, I do I do wonder, you know, 
how long Joe will keep the title after that, you know, yeah. be a transitional champion, or if he'll be like, you know, like I said before, basically the gatekeeper of 205, of not 205 Live, the gatekeeper of NXT. So, I mean, it's interesting on how some of this stuff is going to go. And I think that the promos with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, I think have been pretty strong. I mean, seeing that Dakota Kai has been doing dark matches as of late, makes me think that there's no chance she's going to win. But I mean, I think on paper, like I said, I think it's a pretty good show. I but agree. What are you looking forward to most? Um, you know, Dragunov, I've I've have not seen him a ton. I mean, the Roger Strong match he had this week was very very good. I think their styles match up well together. Him against Walter should be good. I think all the matches are going to be really good. I'm looking forward to all of them. Um, I said the one I'm probably least looking forward to actually is the Adam Cole O'Reilly. I feel like it's time. I feel like with that feud, it's time to end it. So I'd say that's the one I'm least looking forward to. Um, but how things are going to go a couple of weeks from now, I am just, yeah, I, I can't wait to, to, to see where they go with NXT you know, over the next month or so. Um, but yeah, it should be a very, very good show. And I'm looking forward to all the matches. I, you know, I mean, I, this is one of the last times I'm also going to be able to bring up, Ad, could be the last time we bring up Adam Cole as an NXT performer. Unless, you know, he tapes something on the uh, the tapings on Monday and Tuesday of, of next week after TakeOver. But what's your guts, and we'll get to talk about this quickly. What's your guts say as we're getting closer and closer to him and Pete Dunne possibly, you know, moving on? Do you think that it'll be a good sign if he wins wins this match, he's staying, or it just means he might be going to the main roster and he's re-signed? Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it ma- him losing. I don't think matter. I don't think that means anything. Okay. Um, well, I think it means one of two things. I take that back. I think well, it could mean a lot of things. Um, it could mean O'Reilly's definitely staying, and they're gonna make him, um, you know, the challenger, next challenger for the title, and they're gonna really push him. It could mean Adam Cole's immediately gonna go to the main roster. It could mean Adam Cole is going to be gone. I mean, it could mean a lot of things, right? So I don't know. We all, yeah, we don't know about the contract thing. We don't know what's going on with that. We haven't heard it, heard anything about that. And I think that's been by design probably. Um, so yeah, him losing could be a lot of things. I think he's the heavy favorite to lose the match. Um, especially when you hear the promo packages, it's all about Adam Cole saying he's the best and Colorado O'Reilly kind of looks like a goof. So I think O'Reilly is a heavy favorite to win. I think he will. And then we'll see the reaction of Cole and if he ends up on Raw or SmackDown or AEW. Because he also, I mean, Corey, he has to be looking at this saying, like, they're firing all these people, some of which are my friends. I see what's going on in New Japan. I see what's going on in AEW. I see what's going on in freaking Impact and Ring of Honor. And he might want to be a part of that. Now, if they're offering him a million dollars, well, you know, <laughs> it's hard to turn down. But he also knows they might offer him a million dollars. Then he goes on Raw and Vince is like, I didn't realize he was this small, even though I met him a couple of weeks ago. And then he ends up burying him. So... I just feel like with guys like Adam Cole and Vince, it generally does not work out. You know, unless he sees him as Shawn Michaels, 
which is possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility. If he sees him as like a Shawn Michaels type, a smaller guy who can get over, then I think he's got a then he's got a really good shot. But I, I mean, look at what they've done. I mean, Karen Cross, they're right at the ship, but I just think they it's 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 just gonna be tough for it's gonna be tough for him in the main roster. Everyone's gonna make fun of his size. They're gonna call him Shorty G or Shorty A. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I so I think all this stuff has to be going in Adam Cole's head. Um, and so you know, we'll we'll see where they go with it. Yeah, and uh, before I forget, and before we do some plugs and get out of here in a few minutes, what's what is your uh, what's your thought this past week? They did uh, AW Rampage. Did, I think it was like seven hundred forty thousand for Friday night. Is great. It was number three uh, item on cable on Friday. Besides the two preseason two preseason NFL games, do they get close to a million with Punk on Friday, or is Friday still a really bad time slot that? Take you know a lot more than you know. Skip you, you love you love doing this. Like, what do you think the Rams gonna be? I have no fucking idea. I have no idea. Um, do I think it'll be better than last week? I mean, probably because it's CM Punk. But um, I have no idea. A million eight hundred fifty thousand. I mean, I have no idea. But I think. Do I think it'll be an improvement? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think. You know, it's hard though. That was their debut episode that they really hyped up. And everyone's thinking CM Punk's going to be there, but they haven't announced that he's going to be there. So I, I, you know, I think that it's, I think it's a little tricky, but I, I do think they, they do better in the ratings than last week, just based off that anticipation. I agree. I mean, I think, I think uh, the 1 million mark on a Friday night is going to be really hard to do, but 740, you know, is a, is a good number. And I think it will, will go up. And Corey, it, it was the third highest. What'd you just say? It was, the third highest rated show other than preseason football. That's not good. That's fucking awesome. That's really good. That's really, really good. I think we have to kind of like take a step back here and really think about what we're seeing. Oh, I agree with you. We're getting 750,000 people to watch wrestling Friday night at 10 o'clock. Now we know some wrestling fans, you know, maybe not so much to do on Fridays. I don't know. But 750,000 people on a Friday night, that's really good. That's really good. And that's why I like when you say, oh, they're going to get a million. Like, I don't know. But the fact they've gotten this many people, it's a really, really great sign for them and for the future. And bringing in Punk's going to be, you know, you know, even even more. So, um so yeah, we'll see, but I think they'll definitely do better than than last week. Very cool, and I I agree. Um, and it's something to look forward to in the upcoming couple of days as we get rid of you know ready for the big shows of the uh, of the summer. But Jay, I think we've covered a lot of good subjects. Uh, you want to let people know how they can follow us and the rest of the Life Group podcast. Yeah, Monday we've got uh, Dong City with Henry and Vince. That's kind of like our flagship show. Tuesday, we've got the Audible with Matt and Randy. Um, obviously, training camp, preseason, everything started. Uh, your boy did okay in his bets last week. Uh, Thursday, you've got us, Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We're on Wednesdays this week. Um, Friday, we've got the Step Back with Jacob and Leon. And Sunday, we've got Total Bases with Felipe and Sean. So some good shows coming up. Uh, a lot of action. I mean, baseball's in the playoffs. Basketball's a little slow right now. Um, with with summer league 
And with the free agency past us, football is on fire right now, obviously, with preseason. And wrestling is, you know, obviously, it, it's, it's on fire with everything going on right now. And uh, there is another podcast that uh, we do talk about. And Jay, whenever he has a moment, he is always the star of the show, the human wheelbarrow, carrying everything he's ever on. Uh, Jay, do you remember what that comedy podcast of the ages, as you would call you don't know Jackie. You don't know Jackie. Jackie, Andy, Jackie, Rachel, Jackie, Corey, the comedy podcast for the ages. Not Jackie, Corey. But uh, we actually uh, recorded last night, episode 100. Uh, we spoke about the very good palate cle- uh, cleanser to uh, Sexy Beasts. We spoke about the HBO Max uh, se- total first season of uh, – F-Boy Island, which turned out to be a whole lot better. And anyone who's actually given it a chance has actually sort of enjoyed it for uh, many different reasons. You know, if you, if you listen to the show, you find out uh, my main reason for really enjoying it. Uh, the initial CJ are uh, a good hint if you've watched any of it yet. But uh, next, next Wednesday, we will be debuting episode 100 and uh, seeing where the show goes from there. And of course, you know, Having Jason uh, come back on as soon as possible when schedules uh, are available. But, you know, be sure to check out wherever you listen to podcasts, the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast, and also You Don't Know Jackie. So, uh, Jay, uh, last thing. I don't think you had a chance to see it, but I just wanted to quickly say I I saw the pilot for Heels. We mentioned it like for three seconds earlier. New Stephen Amell show, which I believe episode three will have a CM Punk, CM Punk was doing a lot of media this past week. And, you know, he put, you know, he started to put comments on, you know, his Instagram and everything else on, you know, basically him returning on, on Friday. But I thought the first episode of the show was quite solid. Uh, I thought it's got to can go in a lot of interesting directions. And I would uh, definitely, you know, say anybody who's interested in wrestling and wants to see something that actually puts wrestling in a good light. And if you have stars or maybe you can get a free month's subscription when the show's totally done i would check out a uh, heels i think it's actually been a pretty solid first episode all right i'm i don't have stars so i'll trust your i'll trust your word who the hell has stars is that it's it's not a really widely known like not a lot of people have stars but listen Corey, if you're saying it's a solid show then you know you're you have good taste so check out check out heels yeah and like i said maybe when uh maybe when you when i come and see you in a couple of weeks uh in between, you know, the drinking and the gambling and everything else, uh, maybe we'll uh, I'll put it on my my app or something. Uh, but Jay, it's been a really good show. I'm really interested to see how everything plays out. Uh, you're gonna ha- you're gonna be away this weekend. Uh, we're gonna try to do a show on Saturday with uh, Felipe from the from uh, <clears throat> Total Basis podcast and Jacob from the Step Back uh, talking about last minute things about SummerSlam. And uh, the debut of hopefully CM Punk, or there will be a riot. So definitely, you know, check that out. We're gonna try to do a show uh, Saturday afternoon before uh, before SummerSlam. And of course, say one more time, so people don't forget, SummerSlam is on Saturday this year, not on the typical Sunday. But Jay, unless you have something else you want to talk about before we call it a day, we're getting a little late into the night. And uh, as always, unless you have something else, the final word is yours. I think we're done here. See ya.